0: Today on the podcast, we have Alicia. She is the founder and creative director of Lish Creative. For the last five years, the company has produced photo and video content for some of the world's largest brands, including Duncan, Nickelodeon, Burt's Bees, Nestle, Microsoft, and Canon, among others. In 2020, Alicia launched her signature photography course, Slay the Flat Lay, and currently shares photo tips and tricks on her Instagram and her TikTok audience that's grown to
1: nearly 500,000 followers. And that's what we're talking about today. We are talking about TikTok again and still because it's one of those mysterious social media platforms to us. And we love to hear other creatives' perspectives. Lish is sharing so many amazing tips on how she thinks about TikTok, what made her join it, even though she was like a year quote unquote late to the crowd, to the fad of TikTok, how she's made it work for her business, and most importantly, how much money it's made her in this year alone. You guys definitely gonna wanna listen to this one if you've even considered using TikTok or Reels in your marketing strategy. There's some actionable and tangible ways you can start thinking about these platforms and how to use them in order to actually make money. Hey, Alicia, welcome
0: to the
2: show. Hi, thanks so much for having me.
1: It's been a hot second
0: since you've been on and a lot has happened in the last year. So I feel like we have a lot to catch up on. Specifically, I have noticed, you know, you've been a photographer. I said that really funny. (laughs) You've been a a photog for a long time and you've been working with brands and you've built a really strong Instagram presence. But in the last, I don't know, six months or so, you have definitely spent a lot more time over on TikTok. And I am so curious how that's been working for you from a business perspective. So just to kick us off, what made you make the leap? Like when you've been spending all this time and attention on Instagram for years, why now move over? And not that you're dropping Instagram, but just as a caveat.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And to be honest with you, I was a total skeptic when it comes to TikTok. Like I was avoiding it. I started with very limited success, like zero success, like 10 views a video. <laughs> and like in the summer during COVID, like everybody did, like experimenting. And I just never focused on it, never put time into it. Didn't even really watch videos to learn how to do it correctly. But then I just kept having these friends of mine who would ping me and be like, you have to be on TikTok. And I kept saying, no, I don't want to. I don't have time. I don't want to. I don't have time. So then I had a friend reach out and said, hey, TikTok has a program where they're paying creators to post. So you can get paid and maybe grow your page that way. And so that was like the initial spark. And it was actually a really slow December work-wise. Like a lot of budgets got cut last year. It was a tough year for photography and video finally coming back now. Yay. But last year it was slow. It was super slow. And so I took the month of December and I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit to doing one to two videos per day for six weeks. For it was like 40 videos total. It was a really oh, crazy. Atlanta.
0: <laughs> Emily's just like sweating and saying, Hell
2: uh, to the nice. right now. <laughs> it was a lot. It was very I like joined the program late. So I had to do even more a day. Like I think other people could get by with like four to five a week, but I joined like a couple weeks late. So to hit my quota requirement and they gave you like bonuses for finishing early and stuff like that, to hit it. I had to do one to two a day. So I was like recording voiceovers in cars and just like throwing anything at the wall, seeing what stuck. And it was interesting because I just like tried a million things. And I feel like now I'm like, have I sometimes have this paralysis when making videos because I'm like, oh, now that I like grew it, I'm scared to post. But when I was just starting, it was just like, let's just try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. And I had one video my first video that like went close to viral had like seven hundred thousand views, and I got like a hundred thousand followers right off the bat from that. Wow! And then like a couple months later, I had a viral pancake styling video that's now at like six million views, and so it's like unlike anything I've ever seen in regards to social media. The growth potential is insane. That's why I've stayed because, like you said, it's been six months and I now have over 400,000 followers. And I don't know anybody that's grown like that on any other platform, unless you're Jennifer Aniston and you join Instagram. No, for and you sure. Get...
0: <laughs> no, for sure. And I definitely have felt similarly about it. And when I had the headspace, I was attempting what you were attempting and for my personal brand and found that it was kind of addicting, even in the creating kind of way. Mm -hmm. The only thing I struggled with was how to do it in a sustainable way where it wasn't like taking over all the time you have. Because if I wanted to create quality content in a way that I felt really proud of it. Now, granted, when you're in like the home decorating and interiors niche, you obviously have to like complete a project, which is simultaneously a time suck. And maybe perhaps the fact that it's a little more intertwined into like, this is your actual work and you were going to do the photo shoot regardless. I'm sure that helps. But how were you able to time manage creating that much content while still running your business?
2: Yeah. So batching has definitely been the key, especially now, like as my client work has ramped up, I've really relied on that more. And then also like Now I'm even outsourcing certain pieces of the TikTok videos. But at the beginning, I keep a running shot list in Asana and not a running shot list, a running idea list, right? Of like themes and ideas that I want to execute. And then I'll go in like maybe once a week and just write scripts. I just go in and I write voiceover scripts because for me, that's the easiest place to start. I have found that videos with a voiceover perform so much better than anything else. And when I was messing around on TikTok in the summer before I got serious, I never used a voiceover. And as soon as I started, it changed the viewership By a ton. So if you're not using voiceovers in your TikToks or Reels, definitely start. (laughs) So I start by just writing scripts like in a row, 10, 15 scripts at a time. And then once I have the script, I break that down into a shot list. So like the task would be like how to make a viral video. And then the subtasks, I have the script in the description and then the subtasks have all the clips that I need that make sense with the script. So... Line by line, I come up with what shot is going to match to that line in the voiceover. And then that way, I can just quickly go in and grab all the clips at once and then edit them all at once as well.
0: Yeah, because I noticed you do... In contrast to some creators, you do reuse a lot of clips. Mm-hmm. And I think for people that are watching your content, it creates like that sense of consistency, but also all of a sudden you become a bit more, what's the word I'm looking for? It's easier to figure out it's you right away, if that makes sense. Mm. Whereas, you know, sometimes when you're always creating new things, unless you have a bit, You know, like some of these comedians or whatever, they have a bit where like, it's literally always them in the shot. So they're the literal thing that's making it you. But when you're not necessarily in every shot, I think you need that consistency piece so that people start to recognize it as you in their feed. Because in contrast to other apps, even though you can grow really quickly, a lot of people aren't necessarily watching their feed of the people they follow they're watching their like suggested for you page mm-hmm. which is just not how you use something like Instagram or Facebook you're paying attention to the people you've intentionally friended or followed and that's just not the behavior pattern and so you have to like rely on going viral in a sense so that you even get in front of your followers for you page
2: Well, on that note, well, first of all, it's mainly efficiency as to why I'm reusing clips. But I'm glad to think that I'm glad that you think it's intentional brand building.
1: (laughs) It's brand recognition. (laughs) I love that
2: outlook. (laughs) Um, But when it comes to you were talking about the for you page. I think it's really important to be aware of that, that a lot of the people that are watching your videos have never followed you before. So I usually try to introduce myself kind of almost in every video. Like I'll say, hey, I'm a photographer and stylist at some point in the video, just so that they know like, what is your reason for being, you know? And then at the end, I always add a call to action follow for more behind the scenes or follow along for more. And I think that those two things put together really help converting those people from the For You page into followers.
1: So on the note where you were talking about how voiceovers are performing really, really well for you, do you see that even if you're doing that instead of like,
2: what is a viral sound on TikTok right now? So I'm combining usually music and the voiceover and they have a way that you can turn down the music so that it's not like super loud. And then I turn up the voiceover. So I balance it that way. And I haven't really done many of the like trending you don't you want to go do like a dance move like, on your uh, perhaps, and things like on
1: that. Your brand.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well i was gonna ask you like are you relying on that because part of my hesitation sometimes is the trends are so short like so short like sometimes not even a full day before the thing comes and goes right and if you're trying to batch content it's not gonna weeks work. in advance, that's just literally not going to work.
2: Yeah, and it doesn't. And it's not worth it either because this is what I always tell people. It's like, okay, maybe your dog did something really cute, but if it's not in your niche, like those followers, like it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if you, you want to go viral for something that's true to you, you know, not something random trend. What I do do is when I am posting a video and I write my caption, I do go to the trending hashtags, and I pick ones that are relevant if there are any sometimes there's not any relevant trending hashtags and I think that's okay too the worst because they're thing kind of all over
1: the place like right. friends reunion or like ghost challenge or whatever, like
2: yeah sometimes they're all over the place but there may be like I'm trying to think like TikTok food was trending the other day so I was able to put that on a food styling video or summer school was trending which was like teach somebody something so I look for relevant ones like that I think the Worst thing that you can do is just put on the trending hashtags because they look for relevance. So that doesn't help you.
0: (laughs) Now, my big question that I think the people in the back really want to know. Okay, so you can produce content and grow an audience quickly, but I only really care if it translates into business. So since you've grown this platform very significantly and quickly, in my opinion, and especially because while You know, if your people could argue, well, 400,000 isn't really that big when you compare it to all these other fucking
1: creators out there.
0: Sure. But those creators, their business is TikTok. And that's not true for you. I think for a niche topic, you're pretty massive, in my opinion. Not that my opinion matters ever, but whatever. (laughs) Matters to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm curious. Tell us the numbers. How has revenue been? How has booking new clients been? How has getting students in your programs been?
2: It's up. It's double last year, at least. I mean, last year was COVID, so let's well, not. Sure. That's not great comparison, but definitely, definitely at least six figures worth of income that's from TikTok awesome. alone well, okay. so, so far, far this so far this it's year. It's only
0: June seventeenth when we're recording this. Yeah, six figures of income. I mean, it's in, it's incredible. TikTok, oh yeah, not from TikTok paying you. You're saying clients, correct, and students Client into work your program
2: from TikTok.
1: So I would say it's worth it for you.
2: hundred percent. And I need to like, literally like this whole week, I've been like, I need to be posting more videos. Like (laughs) I need to get back because it is so worth it. Like the brands that are finding me on TikTok, some of the largest brands that have ever reached out to me. And I'm just like, I you found me on TikTok. I wish you guys
1: could see my face because I, I feel like... For the last year, really just year, that we've been talking about TikTok or Reels on this show, it's maybe our like third episode around it. And I love that we keep having the conversation and with different creators because it's so different for everyone. My head has always been it's a bubble, it's a bubble, it's a bubble, it's a bubble. And there have been people who've been on the show, who've talked about it, who were seeing the growth and maybe the clickovers for their Instagram. So they also saw growth there, but they still weren't necessarily connecting the dollars. And so I was, it's a bubble, it's a bubble. It's just followers for followers sake. So it is super, super amazing for me that this is an entire arm of your business now. How long is, what is... How long is this a thing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, but
0: I will also say I know you said you started and like dabbled in like the summer of COVID. But to really say that you didn't really start taking it seriously until December of 2020, to me, that's when TikTok made some pretty pivotal changes. It's not as easy to go viral on their platform anymore. It's not as easy to gain followers. So you've made some strategic decisions that I think could have prevented the kind of growth that you're talking about. But to have it still be worth it with all of those things going against you makes me think that they are... It is still a really valid option for marketing if you want to spend the time there. Like, obviously, it's a choice, but
1: it always have you expanded your team because of it. Like you said, now you outsource some of the aspects, but like that would be like, uh, maybe I have some ideas and I want I would love for Boss Project to do this. I am doing it.
2: Yes. So I do have an assistant now who yesterday, she scripted the entire video. I tweaked the script. She took all the shots on it, shortened all the clips. And then I added an old, like, I don't know if you saw the, it's like the recipe for a better video or something. And I added like an old clip of me onto the beginning and posted it. So that's kind of like how we're working around it is she's capturing a lot of the clips. And yeah, I definitely am looking to expand even further so that she has more time to do client work now because we have more client work and
1: yeah, because well, simul- simultaneously, TikTok in itself
2: is not an easy task
1: to just start doing in your business. Like coming up with those ideas, making a fifteen-second, thirty-second video takes a lo- really long time. Editing that, conceptualizing something, I, there's a lot of stuff that goes on, and I feel like that that is definitely why a lot of people are prevented from going down it. Instagram, you take a. I'm not saying it's super easy. We've all like done our own struggles growing on Instagram, but like it is so much more simpler when you're talking about a photo versus a video. Yes. So if you're talking about simultaneously the work to grow the audience is a lot of work. And then the work that comes from that growth
2: (laughs) is a lot of work. Like I work a lot. I am looking for, for more team members too, but really What's interesting is I now like TikTok is like where any concept or idea starts. Okay. So I give the TikTok to the, my copywriter who then writes a blog post about it. My Pinterest manager then creates all the Pinterest pins about it. We have Instagram posts from the tiktok so it's kind of like instead of spending time on my blog or on pinterest or whatever it's like tiktok is now where it starts and drives everything else down the line just to achieve efficiencies that way and honestly it's like quicker than me outlining a blog post and all that stuff and it's kind of nice to just be like oh yeah write a post about this video because then they have all the information that they need
1: Okay. So talk to me a little bit about that. Since you are, I love this part of the creative process. Your idea starts at the TikTok. Okay. We need to make the film. We need to do the shots. We need to write the script or whatever. You're writing a blog about the video or like what you taught in that video or what to tell me about the other pieces that follow the other pieces of content.
2: Yes. So let's say the video is how to plan a photo shoot in any room, which or how to do a photo shoot in any room. So that is now the title of a blog post. My copywriter, Latasha, she's amazing. She will take the TikTok and expand on it. You know, they add all the SEO fluff, <laughs> include any links to any products that we talk about for how to make a photo studio in any room or whatever. Then we have a reel on the same topic, Pinterest pins on the same topic. My assistant will pull different images from the library that make sense to go along with that and make all different kinds of pins, story pins, which I think they're now called idea pins. And we just try to milk it for everything, every way that we can. (laughs) I mean,
1: it's everything we've talked about and teach here. It's repurposing content. That's what you're doing. It's just starting from a 30 second piece of content, a 15 second piece of content that's expanding into different forms instead of what's usually the other way around
0: very well and what's fascinating to me about it though is and I don't know how to say this without sounding like a dick say but but like in contrast to the reason I particularly wanted you on the show is I think the way you're producing content feels a lot more sustainable than how I see a lot of other people producing content where they're like I said, the, TikTok becomes so much of their life. Well, like, because they are
1: chasing the trends. The average Google business owner, of. it's just
0: not necessarily something that they would have time for. And what you're doing, sometimes it's not going to get as many views, but if it gets more traffic to the things that matter, does it matter? Like, I think that's where I was attracted to the way you were doing it because it felt doable instead of like, Oh my God, I can't imagine starting this other thing. But here's where I really want to question it. Is TikTok right for every kind of business? Or where do you think
1: that it's just guys stay away or like this isn't going to work for you because... yeah, if we're coming on there to teach you literal just business things where yours is visually beautiful... (laughs) I feel like we would have to have like your clip and then our voice. Not everything (laughs) on there is super pretty.
2: I mean, sometimes I'm like, can you please get some better lighting over here? You know. So that's a really great question. I don't know that I know the answer because I don't think anyone really can tell you the answer. I do know that I've seen a lot of different types of businesses do well. I think anytime you're educating people it doesn't matter what it is, there's going to be somebody there to educate on the topic. Like my friend is a voice teacher, she's grown exponentially, like all these like really intricate singing tips that I have no idea what she's talking about. You know, she's doing really well on there. You mentioned home stuff that does really well. So again, that's visual too, I guess. But business. No, but
0: I've even seen some, I saw this girl that new to me, I feel like her business is relatively new as well. She's in the finance world. And all of a sudden, she was all over my TikTok page, because I do think we have similar business models. And like, she may not be like, in our industry necessarily, but like the kinds of content she would produce are relatively similar. And then she launched a podcast and she was on the top 20 for all of iTunes for business. And I was like, yeah, I know
2: exactly you who out. you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah, I
0: know you do. Because it's, if it targets the right kind of people, it just targets the right kind of people. And when you're reaching that big of an audience, I don't know. I also used this podcast to figure out if we should do things in our own business. And Emily would
1: literally shoot me if I suggested we started it. Any I know. For- My brain's here. I'm brainstorming. I just can't do it. But we need a whole production team is the problem.
2: You do. You, you do. I mean, with a business like yours. Right. Like- How
0: do you make that plausible for someone who doesn't want to do every piece of the puzzle? I mean, I get it if it's just you...
1: And you're standing in front of your camera and you're producing a, a queer Wait, comedian and it's fine. But like, no, I'm not going to do that.
2: <laughs> you would need somebody to hand you a script or something like very close to it and tell you exactly what clips that they need. And they would edit it together for you and post it for you potentially to make it because you guys are so busy and you have your hands in so many other things. You know, it's more of like how a brand operates rather than like a solopreneur. That's true. You know, but there are ways to make it work. Like you can, like I said, batch your voiceovers and do one day of recording a week. And if you use that, because people have like CEO days where they spend it for their own marketing, but instead of like reaching out to people and writing blog posts and doing Pinterest, like do this. You know, it's kind of like where you put your energy.
0: And I kind of think I see it as an alternative right now to what I feel like PR was a couple of years ago, instead of being on a ton of different people's podcasts, or instead of trying to get yourself featured in Forbes or Huff HuffPost, like this feels like a way to get in front of a similar kind of audience, but in a really different way. It takes obviously different skill sets. And I think maybe that's the part that's intimidating to people. You may be a consumer of video and not necessarily want to produce your own video. I feel that's where the camp I'm in most of the time. I consume short form video all the time and love it and still find intimidating to produce on the back end. Could you get into rhythm? Absolutely. But for those kind of people, what would you suggest? What's your take on making it feel achievable for someone just starting out
2: yeah i think starting simple is best you don't need a camera at all you can start on your phone you can use free editing apps you can you know make them honestly 10 to 20 seconds is kind of the sweet spot. So a 10 second video, I mean, that might be 10 clips, short clips, you don't have to worry about these fancy transitions and everything like that when you're just starting out. I think look at the content you're producing elsewhere and think, okay, how can this be translated into a TikTok? Or think about like a project that you're working on, is there a piece of that project you can make into a TikTok? That's something that I do often with the photo shoots. Like while we're producing something else, okay, wait, this little hack that I did right here for this shot, let's make that little thing into a TikTok. So it's about finding those moments, I think in your current workflow that make it easy and sustainable to keep it going.
1: Do you have any formula suggestions? Because I feel like one of my biggest hangups would be how do we take we are long winded, this is our like 551st Episode here on a show where we talk. Wow, congrats. Yeah. About a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, is there a formula that you can help people walk through to how to take a long form blog post, how to take a wordy Instagram, how to take a 45 minute podcast episode and condense that to something teachable, sexy, fun, viral, worthy? That's 15 freaking seconds.
0: Yeah, because I feel like it's and in contrast, we may actually go in reverse. Mm. We may have a podcast or a blog post that's written and we need to
1: convince it because we have so many yeah.
2: already. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you do have the content there that you could easily give that blog post to somebody and say, hey, can you write me a 20 second script? you know? And so I think it's pulling out the main ideas because also you want to drive traffic to your site. So brevity is great because if they want to learn more, they'll just go read the full blog post. So you're pulling out the top, top, top. Like I edit so much. It's usually like half of what I write, you know, always like abbreviating words where you can like bullet points as much as you can. Also don't forget that you don't have to say everything in the voiceover. You can also show things visually or with on-screen text if there's like a note about something like, oh, don't forget X, Y, Z with text. So think of ways that you can communicate the information, not just in the 20 second voiceover. But and also, how can you break down one blog post into multiple videos? Because if there is that much content, you could have 20 videos from one blog post. So well, I think
1: if we had a script writer and a video producer, we would have TikToks for five years.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. by
1: like creating nothing new. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think the part that
0: needs help is and the reason people follow is the personality piece that you have to add that back in somehow. And so I know the voiceover would help like if there was a script written and you said it, even if it's someone else put it together, I think that would obviously help. But some on screen, like how often are you showing up like you as your physical body in a video? Like, do people see you very
2: often? They do because I've reused a lot of those clips. So I'll go in and I'll do like me waving at the camera or me holding a camera, you know, like just me at a computer. Maybe it's super noticeable that I'm reusing.
1: I ones of that and reuse a bunch of those. I feel like it's very, um, we did a, a reel where we were like introducing our team and it was to the soundtrack of Full House. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just very like,
2: I saw that. I saw that. And I think you mentioned reels and that's important to note because a lot of people will say, well, I have no audience on TikTok. Why should I invest? Why should I invest money to hire people to do this? Well, when you put it on Instagram, you're doubling your reach, like the possibility of reach. Like I have a friend, she just posted maybe like one or two reels. The one she just posted has over a million views. Like a real with a million views like when can Which you just ever doesn't happen nearly as long. on Instagram on Instagram right who's limiting our reach and hiding your posts and ghosting right. you whatever like shadow he whatever not that's not even battle. true Who, like <laughs> yes like this is crazy and she's not on TikTok she's not going viral on TikTok it's whatever but putting it on reels boom it's like du- double your chances really. And if you have good content with a hook, I mean, there's definitely things that matter as far as like, getting people to keep watching
0: and Well, give us some of those tactical things. Yeah, I mean, I think it's similar to how people produced YouTube back in the day, not that people aren't still doing that. But it's the same concepts much, not that it's, it's much shorter, but like, Hooks are still relevant. Keeping people watching is still relevant. But how are you tactically doing that in such a short time period? Because we're talking about keeping someone an extra half a second.
2: Yes. And so I actually just came out with a freebie. That's the viral video must have checklist that goes through everything that I look to achieve with each video. So the hook is the first thing, keeping it 10 to 20 seconds in length having a voiceover, having on-screen text, giving people an incentive to keep watching, choosing a topic within your niche. Like we talked about, it's pointless if it doesn't relate back to your business. Don't want to make a coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you somehow have coffee and how it fuels your day and how you're talking about your business, maybe, (laughs) but not just coffee. You want to use the music like we talked about earlier. You want to have good lighting. You know, I'm not saying you need to get a crazy studio set up here, but like just put yourself near a window. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's other things that you can do for like bonus points, right? Like have a little bit of a shock value in there, something that's really surprising. Like I like to look back on things I've done in my business or when I was learning things and those moments that were like total light bulb moments, like I can't believe I never knew this before, you know? And I really think back like five, six years ago, what did I think was like crazy, extraordinary now it's like whatever but thinking back on those making videos about those surprisingly controversy has been something that really drives viral videos so like if this is so weird but like if a word is misspelled then you're gonna have people commenting that this was misspelled i always put follow for more bts behind the scenes but then all these BTS k-pop fans <laughs> comment'
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like here's the BTS that's what I'm here for
2: <laughs> so it's sometimes like that's like sounds so that's weird. Funny. I mean, and that sounds absolutely crazy now that I intentionally put BTS because I know it's going to get more comments. And that's the thing. Like when I had my first video go viral, I totally was like, Oh, this is like lightning. Like this is not going to happen again. Like I think I was on a podcast and I actually told them that it was like playing the lottery. Like, that's what I thought. But it's not, though. It's really not. not.
0: I feel like I've done it just enough to feel like there is some formula to it. And if I wanted to, I could. And if I invested the time, it would work. In contrast to, I do think there's some things happening, say, on Instagram where, like, I feel like we do what we're doing more to stay relevant and less to, like, attract Versus TikTok is an attraction tool. And well, Instagram is <laughs> the
1: portfolio. Yes, totally. And where to
0: go. I mean, did it used to be a time where we were actively growing really consistently? Yeah. Like, I mean, we didn't just get to 40,000 sounds so small now, but like, it still was huge for us when we reach some of those milestones early on in our business, we don't necessarily need followers to grow our business at this point. We have other things at our disposal. But if I've learned anything in the last six months, it's that if you do pay attention to strategies that help you grow organically, they can work, but it's a different game. It's a different game than paying to play. And while I want to pay to play and I will pay to play... I don't want to have that be the primary driver all the time, especially when you have all your eggs in one basket. Like we're only paying to play on one major platform. What happens if that platform is no longer in alignment with us for any reason. Like, I just think there's a lot at play here. And I think diversification is important. But I also know, I hesitate to even put this message out there because I know that some people can get so distracted with some of these marketing strategies that while I do think they can be effective, and I do think they can work, they can detract from the things that you could do that are a lot more simple to implement.
2: Hmm. And I think it's all about you know making it work for you, and you have to be comfortable on video. I mean, you do have to have some of these skill sets, especially if you are a solo business owner. Like you have to be able to come up with a hook and write a script. Like it does take a special skill set, but I think it's worth it to give it a shot for people that are maybe considering other methods, like focusing heavy on the blog or. PR, or even like other photographers will always be like, how do you get your clients? Are you doing cold outreach? Like how many people do you reach out to? And I'm like, I don't spend time doing that. I spend time making content. So it's just about where you're going to put your energy.
1: Yeah, I love that. Well, word on the street is that you have a new offer coming out that's going to be out probably by the time this episode is out. So can you kind of free plug your little amazing course that's...
2: Yeah, thank you. So it's called Supercharge Your Social Videos. And it's all about creating short form video content for TikTok and Instagram Reels and talks a lot about what we went over today, some of those must haves, but then also digging deep on why certain videos go viral. You know, what's a good light to have to get better light? What's a good tripod for your phone? It's very short. It's like 50 minutes. $49. So it's just like a quick little thing that you can grab to make some better videos yeah well thank
1: you so much i would love to head into talk strategy to me where we're giving some action steps 35 action steps for someone who's like okay okay and i feel like we've done this what i would love to do is compare the other tiktok interviews we've had or reels interviews we've had and compare the action steps for people because i feel like you have to pick up and take the one that's most in a line with how you're running your business and your content right now and with your goals so i would love to hear your take on this if someone's who's like okay Fine. I'm going to like dip my toe in what's really the, I feel like there's a lot to prepare for unlike any other app where you can just like maybe go post something on Instagram or whatever. I feel like there's maybe more stuff to start to think about and get ready and prepare to
2: launch an Instagram or a TikTok. Uh I, I would say the most important thing is to write your voiceovers. We're going to start there and be consistent and short 10 to 20 seconds. I mean, I think those are your top three things that you can do right now.
0: Would you specifically start with, you know, three videos, five videos, one day a week, like one video a day? Like, what are those,
2: some of those like really tangible things? I'd say like three to five per week. Three to five per week as a starting point. Okay. Well, that's what I'm aiming for. I'm not at that right now, but I think that for me, because things have picked up and it's gotten so busy. But that is like where I eventually want to be because I think that is a nice, sweet spot.
0: And I do think there is something to be said for more at the beginning to get the momentum. I'm sure we've definitely done that in every other area of our business. The podcast has been more days a week. The blog has been more days of a week. And then once we hit a rhythm, we cut down a lot and it's still working for sure. So yeah, Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Alicia. It was great to catch up with you. And I can't wait to see the client work you put out to the world. I've always loved and been a fan of your photography and the brands you've worked with have been so impressive. So thank you for taking your time and being here today. Where can people find you on TikTok, hang out with you on Instagram, find you online?
2: Yeah, thanks so much again for having me. You can find me at Lish Creative on TikTok, lishcreative.com and Lish Creative and Alishy Lishy on Instagram.
0: Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today.